Digital 410 Productions proudly presents the What's in Your Head podcast. Digitized live from the your company name here studios in Cape Coral, Florida. It's the What's in Your Head podcast with your hosts Gordon and Don Abernathy. What's up? What's up? Oh, there we go. What's up, OG5? We are back. Happy New Year. We've been gone away for two weeks. It seems so much longer because, well, we basically have a week in between shows. And so when you're gone away for two weeks, you feel like you're gone away for six weeks. But we haven't gone away that long. And Gordon's back with us once again. Gordon, how are you doing tonight? I'm uh, I'm doing pretty good, man. I was uh, it's a uh, it was a pretty good um holiday season. Although I do got one complaint about a family member. Off the truck, Steve. Narcissistic Ned. Ah, uh, yeah, good old Ned. They're sitting there, you know. Narcissistic Ned's pretty well taken care of by his significant other, but he was he was talking about how. Uh, the state keeps denying him for um, not unemployment, but disability. Those bastards. He's going to take him to court because the did he fall off like a ladder on a job? No, did no. Did he get no. hit by like it's a state-owned trash truck? No, uh, it's health-related. But in my opinion, it is something that there are a lot of people who has dealt with this in their lives and. They continue to go work. But, uh, Does it have to do with a back and or neck? No back, no neck, more stomach. Oh. Um, Irritable bowel syndrome. I got you. Well, just imagine <laughs> that to the extreme. You know, I need to talk to you. Narcissistic Ned is now a man with no asshole. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, that's that's a little different. Um, but needless to say, the depending says, well, on one's just, trade, you can find work. You're just going to have to do something different than what you. I was going to say, depending on one's trade, uh, the necessitation of emptying one's bag a few times a day may be a difficult, depending on what sort of work site you have. Well, it's not really necessarily physical labor. Okay, but uh, you know, he 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 considered this job his career of five years. Now, I just want to warn you to tread on eggshells here. Not uh, because not not, not much further. Not because I'm concerned that you may or may not offend narcissistic Ned, but we still do not know what we said to offend the fine censors over at YouTube, and I would hate to have another show removed from their network for bullying and harassing. I say fuck YouTube, but that's me. <laughs> I'm going to make a shirt. Now I, I just I, now I just picked on YouTube, and we'll get. I removed. think the um, terminology I'm, I'm going to do for our shirt is going to be. Um, community guideline violator and proud, or proud community guideline violator. And how many um. How many podcasters and influencers have that shirt already? I haven't seen anybody wear them, so there you go. Community violator? Huh. Nope, not not a one. You know, as of right now, our theme song is in the clear. Sad news for the fans of the What's the Scuttlebutt podcast after five long years. You know, when I worked in radio, we had... Um, now, this is the... the World War II podcast. That's very old-timey, right? Yeah, so when I worked in radio... Um, the rule be- of thumb was any song recorded prior to 1962 was not eligible for copyright because copyright laws didn't come out until 63 or mm-hmm. 65, and they backdated a little bit. Let me guess. Sony stepped in and decided to uh, kind of like, uh, what's that photographic company? Um, Getty Images. Yeah, kind of decided to just claim things. Yeah. Post-date. You know, I was thinking we want to do some work with maybe using the image of 
for advertising purposes, not advertising, but to get the name out of one Eugene Sledge because his son's a co-host on my podcast. And I was thinking, you know, it's funny. I'm going to have to have Henry get me unpublished private photos of his father so that I can digitize them so the Getty Images can't come back and say that they own the photo of his father and we aren't allowed to use it. That's where we are in the world. Is there world. a chance that Getty Images owns anything I put up online? Well, they're really usually really good at putting their watermark on it. I've always said, you know, you made it. I didn't it know if they were just going to go and start claiming things as theirs. No, they, well, what they claim they do is they buy the rights to the demo, the original digitized version of an image. That's why you see a photo from 1923 and they own the rights to it. It's like, well, how do you own Getty that photo? Getty Images! And yeah. How do you say that in 19... 19- but anyhow, the reason I bring that all up is after, you know, by the way, uh, happy six year, uh, five year anniversary. Uh, we are on year number five now. This podcast Holy started crap. in 2018. Um, but now that we have met the guidelines required by YouTube to become monetized, if p- enough people watch our videos and the advertising, there's a procedure that has to go to place. One, you've got to hit the X amount of views and subscribers, which we've done. Next, for some unknown reason, um, AdSense, instead of texting me or emailing me a six-digit code as a form of two-form authentication, they mail it to you in the mail. They mailed it out on the first, so it's supposed to take six weeks. I haven't got it, so I had to resubmit. I almost <laughs> think they're dragging feet to slow down the process, but so we're waiting for our business card with six digits to come in so I can go to the website and put that in to verify who we are. But the other thing so is... So we're about a company who's technologically savvy, of course. Mm-hmm. Pardon me. Relying on snail mail for communications. Correct. And the third step is YouTube has to go through our videos to make sure they don't violate community guidelines, which one of our episodes for this podcast was taken down already. Good news. As long now, as is that a, a, a live human being or is that an AI? I don't know. Algorithm? And I haven't checked, but um, I think it's God Tumble. Forbid, man. I feel sorry for the sucker who's got a. I think it's Tumble. <laughs> it's either Tumble or Tumblr. There's a quote-unquote conservative YouTube-esque thing that came out. And I have it set up. Yeah, Rumble. I have Rumble set up that it'll automatically copy the videos off of YouTube. So I haven't gone back to see if that episode's on Rumble or not. But anyhow, the reason I bring all this up is now that YouTube's going through all our videos, I keep getting dinged for the theme song on the What's the Scuttlebutt podcast. Now, it's not a strike. It's not going to affect our monetization. But what will happen if I continue to use that theme song as the new shows get viewers, any money made from that one show will go to the person who owns the copyright of that song. And I don't like the song that fucking much. Now I know what you're thinking, Don, you're an IT guy. You've been doing YouTube videos. You know that YouTube has this channel called audio vault or audio, whatever. It's all public domain, free to use songs. Well, well, funny thing happens with those. That's a tricky wicket there. You actually have to, um, if, if you notice on some of mine, uh, I try to credit them where they ask for credit and everything else. But the only other problem with that is those songs are not public domain in perpetuity. Those are public domain until somebody goes to the artist and says, hey, I'll buy that song off of you. Correct. And so I have gotten post violations for videos I put up three years ago using their public domain music from their vault that has since been sold. So it's like, is a creator who has hundreds and hundreds of videos going to have to pay someone that go back and re-edit, take songs out? Well, or do you just say, well, I guess that video, any money that video ever generates is just going to go to that guy now because I put that free song in there six and a half years ago and now it's no longer free. So moving forward, because there's really nothing you can do about the past. I know a lot of people look in the rearview mirror constantly in their lives. 
You do have a very close family member that is a musician, correct? Yeah, but I don't know if she's going to be able to get together a full orchestra to create a 1940s era uh, swing big band song to make a theme song for free. No, this person has keyboards. Oh, dad? Yeah. I've asked him to write jingles for our shows, and that's not his bag. I've gone down that route. I said, "Hey, man, okay. I need so music." So stone's been turned over a couple. Yeah. Of times. So, anyhow, so that's that's kind of the um, where we're at. That's their little. Here we are. Mike will be back probably next week. Um, Christmas got canceled. <laughs> Nothing eventful there. Um, whoa, 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 whoa! Who 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 canceled Christmas? Uh, arguing, kids deciding to go ahead and open the presents four days in advance, fighting, blah, 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 just turmoil and fighting. That's all we have here in the in the household. Um, New Year's Eve was a little interesting this year. I haven't yeah. purchased mortars since we got Bebop because she's the first dog that I've ever had that's deathly afraid of sky booms. And so we kind of anticipated sky booms because my neighbors <clears throat> across the street behind the house will set off mortars on a Wednesday night in the middle of freaking October for fun. <laughs> they don't care about holidays, but when it is holiday time... They're basically a couple of cervezas or beers in. It's like, hey, let's do it. I don't know if the kid lives there, loves fireworks. But somebody in the house probably has a budget of $150 a month in mortars. They're just constantly letting them off. But now it's New Year's Better Eve. Dad's going to come home one day and realize his mortar supply is uh, running a little short. It's New Year's Eve, and so now all the neighbors are doing it. That's fine. I'm not a party pooper. But Carrie mm-hmm. brought up a good point that I didn't even consider. Beat you to the punch. In the vicinity of the area in which my generalized neighbors are letting off mortars that um, explode in the air and rain down beautiful red flickering lights, I'm going to say 63% of the houses are covered in plastic tarps. And Carrie's like, what's the likelihood of one of those catching a roof on fire? I'm like, well, they blow Not up really. pretty damn high. I said, but hypothetically, if in the chance of a lot of people don't like one of the things i do with my mortars i put them on a wider base so they don't fall over where a lot of people don't they put them on the uneven street i said in the unlikelihood that a mortar were to detonate lower than it should hypothetically i guess it could potentially catch all these plastic tarps on fire but uh, we should be all right did you try running a lighter on one of those plastic tarps just to see how flammable they were no because i'm not talking about the tarps you sent i'm talking about the tarps that the army corps of engineer put up well their people put up and they're basically they're not plastic tarps i would say they're not tarps because um tarps are not painters put down inside a house blue tarps are not the tarps of our grandfather's day those things import one of the Poor sons of bitches on the other side of my neighborhood put them up and they're already gone. They just disintegrate in the sun. So, so what... you're saying when I uh, when we come out there here in a few months, I, I I may be my eyes may be inundated with blue tarps still. Yes, but technically they're not tarps. They're almost the same plastic that you see them heat shrink um, high performance boats with when they're on trailers. That's the thickness of the shit. And so it's not just your run of mill, get it on the lows. They, they come out with the giant rolls and they frame it with like quarter inch pieces of wood. And they it's done professionally and they tape off all your seals and around all your fart fans so you can get proper ventilation and all that stuff. But this stuff is super thick, just like, you know, it's almost like they heat shrink stuff. You hey, see, Carl, them. I need you to grab the heat gun. Yeah. Well, it ain't Carl, but. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Carlos, they need to have you yeah. grab the heat yeah, gun. Yeah, Yep, 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 yep. Um, 
here's a little interesting story. I want to get right to it. Okay. I want to. I got to kind of precursor this one to get to my overall topic. But prior to the holidays, we were talking about how there's been a a case of people deciding it's a good idea to shoot electronic substations and cause power outages. Why? Why? Oh, why? Just to create havoc, right? So you would think, but let me give you the story and then let me give you the follow-up and then we'll get to the topic at hand. So Dateline, December 25th. Yeah. Right around good old Christmas time. Washington vandals take out three power substations on Christmas, leaving 15,000 people without electricity. Merry fucking Christmas. Roughly 15,000 people in Washington state woke up without power Christmas morning after three substations vandalized in the early hours. Vandalism began early on 2.30 a.m. In the words of Stan and Haney, nothing good comes after midnight. Sunday, when a substation controlled by Puget Sound Energy was damaged and lost power. About 7,700 customers lost power due to that failure. But it was restored around 5 a.m., according to the company spokesperson. So that was a failed job. Another substation was put out of service throughout uh, work of vandals. By 5.30 a.m., Tacoma Public Utilities reported following the second (laughs) substation shortly after the sheriff's office said the outages affected 7,300 customers. Utility company restored the power but to all but 2,700 customers. Because well, so far, I'm hearing areas that were very famous during the 2020 riots, but keep going. Well, that's just a little open. I'm not going to go down the rest of that one because um, I want to get to my topic at hand, which Gordon kind of hinted about. And so I want to call this too dumb for their own good or clever like a fox. Too or dumb. Some crazy right wing asshole just don't for their to. own good. Or clever like a fox. Two men charged in the attack on substations in Washington State. One man told law enforcement officials that he and another person had planned to disrupt power in the area to commit. <laughs> what was the reason for outing, Gordon? They're going to tear down the system? They're going to stick it to the man? Or just create chaos? No. More basic than that. We were just having funsies. No, they wanted to disrupt power in the area to commit burglary, according to court documents. <laughs> because after all, as we say here in Florida, when the power goes away, looters come out to play. Yeah, but... The attack you know, left thousands without power. Well, you should see these two gentlemen. Uh, they're not exactly the uh, cream of the crop. So two wait mi- a second. So my logic is... Hold is, on. Let me finish reading the story, and then we can go over logic, because that's my question. Dumb, too logic. dumb for their own good or clever like a fox? Two men charged on Tuesday in connection with the attacks on four power substations in Washington State on December 25th that left thousands without power, a crime that authorities said had been intense, intended as a ruse so that the men could burglarize local businesses. The men, Matthew Greenwood, 32, old enough to know better, and his uh, mentor, his hero, if you will, young Jeremy Crohan, 40, of uh, Pulley Up Washington were arrested on December 31st. Look at them with a quick turnaround time. After an investigation led by the Federal Bureau of Investigation, both were charged on Tuesday with conspiracy to damage energy facilities and possession of unregistered firearms, the Justice Department said. After he was arrested, Mr. Greenwell told law enforcement officers that he and Mr. Coran, Karen, Cron, whatever, who gives a fuck, had been planning to disrupt power in the area to commit burglaries. According to the United States Attorney's Office for the Western District of Washington, Mr. Greenwood said that him and Mr. Dickhead broke into four substations by using bolt cutters. The men caused outages using various methods, including manipulating breakers and tampering with switches, according to the court documents. 
After the power in the air was disrupted, Mr. Greenwell and his cohort went to local businesses, drilled out locks, and stole unspecified amounts of cash from the registers, court documents said. Now, are these guys so dumb? Except because nobody uses, no businesses use the legal tender to the United States anymore. Yeah. So these guys are either so dumb that they didn't realize they were committing a felony and a domestic terrorist act and a ruse to maybe, if they're lucky, get two grand over robbing six places because as Gordon so helpfully pointed out, um, most places don't really carry any cash tender. And if they do, they probably have 50 bucks and they're safe. Um, or were these guys clever like a fox because they were doing domestic terrorism and trying to stick it to the man and crush the society? But I will just say we're we're just going to rub some business. I, I will we say too better. dumb for their own good, but it almost sounds like a plan that came up over a couple of joints mm-hmm. or some beer or a little bit of both. Man, uh, if we just take out the power, now none, none of these places. They don't have UPSs. So many places probably don't even have backup generators. You mean an so uninterruptible power supply? Pull down their surveillance and security network. I wish we it, can just waltz our way in and upscound with the goods. I'm trying to figure out how much time these two dickheads are looking at. Um, let's see. The two substations that were targeted and operated by Tacoma Power and the damages of those substations are estimated to cost at least $3 million. Don't worry. I'm sure these guys can cover that. The U.S. Attorney's Office said the damage to those substations will take up to 36 months to repair, requiring a power company to use mobile transformers at each facility, court documents said. Well, you know, said. that's union work, so they're definitely going to slow yeah. down. So these guys... And utility, too, because they have no competition. But what would they do to do $3 million worth of work? Uh, to cause $3 million worth of damage? You know the answer to that. Because I'm sure a rifle would not cause it's, $3 million worth of damage. It's... It's a contract that's probably going to be covered by FEMA, and so things get inflated. <laughs> As yes, I said, they that. turned it's a few breakers work, off. So it's already double what it would normally cost, and then you start adding the, the but, well, man, it also needs an upgrade now because it was out of spec, so we're going to have to throw that cost on there. Supply yeah. chain issues. That's going to... Oh, and that is a real fucking thing. I hate to say it. But these two guys, if they would have simply picked a local convenience store pawn shop gun store way the fucking retail is these days all they could have done is waltzed in and waltzed out and put shit up on facebook especially on the west coast went around back found the exterior breaker (laughs) shut the exterior power off went inside behind the door yep got arrested they would probably be looking at eight months to 12 months in jail if convicted but since they decided to attack four substations, they're probably looking at like 30 years in federal prison for fucking domestic terrorism. So well, at least I get three hots in a cot. To all you, uh, you know, that don't even sound satisfying after watching enough episodes 60 days in. I couldn't imagine 35 well, I years. I remember telling in. you about that show. You're like, I have no desire to watch it. <sighs> it it's, well, there is one of the, a couple of the 68 days and people had to move to Vegas. And it's that chick that's married to her husband. Carrie's like, would you go in? I'm like, no. She's like, not. She's like, not for sixty thousand dollars. I'm like, nope. Would you send Nugget in? She, well, she might end up on her own. She ended up running the joint. I was like, no. 
Because you guys are like, well, they don't give away money on that show. Anytime you do a TV show and you're on set, you make you make somewhere. you make SAG minimum, which is twelve dollars an hour. So, and that's a bare minimum. So, take twelve dollars an hour times twenty four hours a day because you're on set twenty four hours a day. And it roughly comes out about sixty five thousand dollars that you're looking at when you and there's walk probably out of that joint. overtime and double time certain days mm-hmm. and hours. Mm-hmm. And it tricks over, and I'm sure they same thing with a naked and afraid and alone. So when you feel bad that that guy went 90 days on alone and he didn't get the prize money, he's still walking out of there probably clearing 100 and 100 and a half because he spent more than probably clearing double what he'd make anyway on a and, and exactly. And there's like, well, how can these guys afford to go on naked and afraid for 21 days? Um, because they probably bring home eight grand a month, or they can go on a TV show and come back and, and make 25 grand afterwards. Yeah, right. Yep. And so, would you go on naked and afraid? Thought about it. I yeah. want to go on the reality shows that give you the free set of teeth. I want to go on Big Brother and get kicked off on the first episode just so that I get the veneers. A lot of those reality shows, if you notice, everybody's got immaculate fucking teeth because they know in America people hate bad teeth. So a lot of those cats go on those shows, they get the free fucking veneers, and they're gone three episodes. Who cares? You just got thirty thousand dollars worth of dental work for free, or at least get a good polishing, anyhow. Good cleaning. Good cleansing. A little straightening. A little uh, revamping. Mm-hmm. Here's a little story. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but a little cautionary tale for you young entrepreneurs out there. As somebody who worked side by side with other young entrepreneurs for the last 18 years, I've seen this at least six to seven times. So I was not surprised when I read that out of Clearwater, dateline January 1st, because, you know, why not start off the year right? Clearwater woman accused of stealing nearly $29,000 from her employer. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Good old-fashioned embezzlement, because it always works. Until it doesn't. Clearwater woman was arrested on New Year's Eve after being accused of stealing thousands of dollars from her employers. You say, Don, you mean she actually stole $29,000? No, it usually works about $500 to $1,000 at a time over a couple. Or the office space way. Yeah, that too. An arrest affidavit filed on Largo Police Department said Haley Justin Gayhart, 29, of Clearwater, stole a total of $28,915 from an unidentified employer. Wow, does that name get any whiter than that? No, especially out of Largo. Haley Justin Gayhart. Only way you'd get any more white trash now is if it was a dude and was stuck with uh, a junior at the Crystal end. Or April, but yes. Have a junior stuck to the end. Of clear, uh, let's see, uh, police said Gayhart used her employer payroll account on QuickBooks to pay herself large amounts of unearned wages along with her regular pay. Because that's a sure way not to get caught, just to write God yourself checks through QuickBooks. Enough. I'm going to fill this up for how much I think I'm worth. So she wasn't taking the proverbial money out of the proverbial, what's they, what do they call that? The um, She's cutting herself checks. I know, that's what I'm saying. She wasn't smart enough to take it out of the, what do they call that, the petty cash drawer, you know, $50 a time. This bitch is logging on to QuickBooks online with her username and password and depositing money into her bank account. No one's ever going to figure this one out. I run the books. The suspect was also accused of stealing multiple it's checks gone. from her employer and writing them out to her own mother. CPAs go through that shit once a year. Did you hear that last part? Because a family no. that steals together serves time together. The suspect no. was also accused of stealing multiple checks from her employer and writing them out to her mother. And her full fucking name. Because I'm sure mother works there too. This is all substantiated by subpoenas that the officer obtained 
for the defendant's bank records with Wells Fargo, the affidavit said. Gayhart was Are we sure that she's not related to the uh, the gentleman out of uh, Washington? Washington Could area. be a distant relative. Gayhart was charged with a scheme to defraud twenty thousand to fifty thousand. That's the um, the range for this particular um, level of crime, and booked into Pinellas County. Reason I bring this up. I feel like I need a disclaimer. This is not me <laughs> advising people how to go about doing this, but I've had a lot of people who have had a lot of people steal from them. And it happened not too long ago. And I was talking to another business owner who had since retired about this person having someone embezzle money off of them. And he said, well, it happens a lot. I said, I know I've seen it a lot. He said, what happened to me? I said, well, what happened? He said, well, our person who had access to our QuickBooks was stealing money. I was like, did you have him arrested? He's like, I tried. I said, and that's what always confuses me. That it seems like the people who do these embezzlements never get arrested or see any jail time, with the exception of Captain White it's Trash. It's a victimless of, crime. Well, not that. Here's the problem. I'm being facetious, but go ahead. Depending on the amount of money in which they stole, i.e. if it's thousand bucks. if it's less than what court cost investigation fees would be, then mm-hmm. usually the employer throws up her hands because in, in this particular case, the police said, well, who had access to your QuickBooks? To which a business owner said, I do, my wife, and Sheila. Sheila stole the money. And the cop said, well, you're going to have to prove to us that uh, you or your wife didn't steal the money and trying to peg it on Sheila. And so he knew Sheila stole the money. Well, that means they've seen a few of those too. And so basically what it comes down to is the amount of money they stole more than what it's going to cost in time, lawyers, investigators, background to determine and prove that she was the fact unless she was the only person who has access to QuickBooks. So I say all that to say this. Um, If you're a new business owner, an old business owner, and if you haven't done this, um, when you start getting that extra money, you want to reinvest in your business or maybe take a bonus, don't hire a third-party to audit your books every once in a while to make sure that Sheila and her mother and anybody else who has your username and password, your QuickBooks, aren't stealing money out of it from underneath you because I know you're a busy person, you know, running a business and trying to find employees and marketing and all the shit you do on your own. But uh, Sheila happens to find herself locked out of her machine one day. Especially if Sheila is the type of person that always seems to have problems going on. <laughs> Maybe those aren't the ones that you want, you know, handling your, your company's finances. So... It's just, it's just, I don't know. I, I've seen it so many times, but once again, it's like they never. Isn't it amazing the amount of people we work with out there or walk around in the world that seem to have problems all the time. What amazes me is most of those people's problems require more energy than just participating in society does. You mean kind of like chasing down some, uh, some, uh, disability? Or chasing down disabilities or putting properties in different people's homes. So you don't, it's just. No, I'm, the, I'm waiting running, for running the gambit. He's gonna be like, he's gonna be like, how do you know how I feel? Because this is me, and I'll be like, motherfucker, you, what you do? This is what I would do. Is you would find some 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 cases similar to yours to take some inspiration from. Yeah, but uh, you want you want to talk about people who had a bad day? Listen to the, all these uh, like Black Rifle podcasts and all these podcasts, uh, the Medevac podcast, where these guys are missing limbs and they are seizing the day. I was just got done reading a book called The Longest Winter. It's about the Battle of the Bulge. Now, most people know the Battle of the Bulge, too. Band of Brothers, I think it primarily it was the 101st and the 506th there. But no, the 99th Infantry Division and the 2nd Infantry Division were there. 
And in this book, um, these guys from the 99th Division, they held off the Northeast Corridor, and one platoon slowed down the entire German advance, the SS Panzer advance. Everybody was wiped out, but like four people who were taken prisoner. And Moses' book talking about the atrocities of living in German POW camps. Interestingly enough, one of the guys survived and moved to Lehigh, and the other guy vacationed in Fort Myers. Sadly, it was in the 90s, so I went around to interview him. But I say all that to say this. One of these guys took a PPSH to the face. Now, I'm not saying he got pistol whipped or smacked with a fucking barrel. I'm saying he got shot in the fucking face with a PPSH. And in no lack of detail did he not explain about how he laid in a German POW camp for days and then on a train with his teeth embedded in his mouth from where his teeth and face got shot up with 9mm rounds from a PPSH and how basically he laid in multiple German prison camps with no antibiotics, no medication, with ex- with the exception of what morphine no he killers. had on him, but that done wore off. This poor son of a bitch went months with his face shot up and his teeth embedded in his mouth until finally his he lost enough weight that the teeth fell out of the top of his mouth because they had room to. And these people come home, and most of them live a productive life. In his case, he, the pain was so bad that at some point he couldn't handle it anymore. But to Gordon's point, there's a lot of people who go off to fight for this country or even in car accidents, motorcycle accidents, freak accidents. Maybe they People did a front flip into you. a pool and hit their head on the bottom, broke their neck. Um, they still find ways to make the best of their situation, play the hand they're dealt and do it with support of their family, their community and their own free will and not constantly look for other ways around it. I'll they spend more energy trying to not do it the right way. Than they, well, it's not even the people on disability, but it's like the people who like, I don't want to work, so I'm going to go. Perfect example. Dave and I used to I talk about this. You mean like the, they're calling them Zoomers now, but then they may get demonetized. No, I'm talking like the guys that you see on trash day who mm-hmm. go out and spend 12 hours picking up recycling material, and then they Absolutely. go to the fucking recycle place, and then they get 68 bucks. It's like, dude, you could have worked at Walmart beer. for 12 hours and made a hell of a lot more money and not beat up what's left of your poor pickup truck. You're working for the man, man. <sighs> it's like, working for the man, man. Say how Where's much your freedom and man? I guess. Where's your you know, you're working for the man too, because every time you go and drop a load, not Who's that the type. man. Is the man the government or is the man the business? To me, the man's the government. Yeah. But you know. Speaking of shady people, let's talk about cars. You like cars? I like, I like cars. cars. You want to talk about Kia or Porsche first? Freeze up. Let's do um. Let's do Kia. Okay, Kia works with the topic of the show, which is defrauding people. <laughs> which they are owned by Hyundai, by the way. Now, not Kia in general, but the fine people who tend to buy Kia franchises tend to fall a little bit on the shadier side, like the guy who came down here and opened up the huge place after he got ran out of New Jersey and New York from lawsuits. But I digress. Was he huge? He was until he died. Hmm. Now you just got the show pulled. Dan O'Brien Kia of Concord, New Hampshire, was hit with a $1.25 million fine 
after allegedly luring car buyers into auto loans they couldn't afford. Hmm, sounds like the housing bubble all over again. Check out this fucking racket. Actually, I've been hearing stuff about that. People are predicting this would be a bad for the economy for the last three, four years. New Hampshire's Attorney General, John Formella, called the dealership's mm-hmm. actions, quote, some petty, egregious behavior and noted that his office received a plethora. What is a plethora, El Wapo? I don't know. I'm not as smart as you. But actually, in this article, right, they received a plethora of complaints leading up to his, this result. Well, a now, gaggle, a grip. What did they do over at uh, good old O'Brien, Dan O'Brien Key of Concord? As reported by WMUR9, the Kia dealership pressed customers into loans they couldn't afford, promising, and I've heard this before, promising a more affordable finance after six months. So you go in there and you say, hey, that, that monthly payment's about $200 more than I want. Well, what you do is you, you finance it and make on-time payments in six months, and then you refinance it. Little do you know, they'll only re-approve you for $38 less a month. Um so that's common. That's not exactly add the fees on top of it. That's not exactly that egregious, but here's where it gets a little crazy. The refinance program didn't exist, though according to Formella, the results were um sorry, the results was buyers trapped in unaffordable loans. But here's where it gets crazy. Dan O'Brien Kia also forged at least one loan document, Formella's office said. The dealership would inflate the income of of its would inflate the income of some buyers to get approvals from loans and submit the documents without the buyer's approval. So the buyers put down, I make 38 grand a year. O'Brien's head of sales or fucking finance says he makes $57,000 a year to get that Kia. They get approved for this extremely high loan and interest rates and then come back. Uh, The settlement is only part of the punishment. So as we said at the top of the story, they got hit with a 1.25 minutes. But the che- whole lie to the bank from the dealership's guy saying this guy can actually afford it and he can't. Well, check out what the smart attorney general's office from uh, Concord, New Hampshire did. So as we top of the story, he said they got hit with a $1.2 million fine. But check us out. Scroll back down. The settlement is only part of the punishment for the dealer. It must first pay further restitution to two customers in particular. Also, here's the kicker. All financial discussions the dealership has with customers for the next five years must be recorded. The attorney general's office said, said um, this outcome is not a guilty verdict to be clear. It is a settlement. It doesn't necessarily represent any omission of wrongdoing on the part of DMO auto acquisitions, Dan O'Brien Kia parent company. Indeed, DMO said the settlement that it welcomes the New Hampshire attorney general's monitoring process, something that it claims it has already been conducting for years. You don't say that when they've already proved you've been lying or your employer's been lying. Don't say you've been tracking it because then you suck at your job. Well, being that they got to start recording and I can see how all of a sudden the conversation gets quiet because he's texting them. Hey, can I get your number? Furthermore, the company's focus continues to remain on customer providing them with the best possible service. Because after all, it wasn't us. It was just a few bad rogue employees. It's all it takes sometimes. So we go from a Kia dealership. What's the one thing we gotten tired of since the last, oh, I don't know, four years or so? Maybe five, possibly. Yeah, you five. name it, there's a million things. Protesters? Oh, yeah. Those guys. And what's the worst type of protester, not including BM, BMW? Or the ones who uh, protest for a cause, but they have no intimate knowledge with said cause. 
That's a good start. How about people who protest for a cause by either destroying, trying to destroy your art that's usually behind a piece of plastic or gluing themselves to a location? Yeah, those are just dum-dums. Well, uh, we've seen the news stories where these dickheads will glue themselves to the street and the police promptly come out there with some heat guns and some glue be gone and they they remove them from their, their sticky wicket. And, you know, we're like, the hell with them, you should kick their ass and all that stuff, right? Sounds turning into a whiteout. Check out this fun story. Climate protesters glue themselves to the Porsche Museum. Yes. But I know the story. They needed to go potty. Like, now, what did the Porsche Museum do? Out of what did their employees do? Not to sound like I'm making predetermined statements on one's heritage. But I can think of two or three nationalities of people that you don't want to fuck with. <laughs> Germans being one of them. I mean, they did start the two world wars. Although they may not be, they may be on the uh, good side in the next one. Well, when you lose the first two tournaments, you, you want to get on the good side for the third one. The third one may be Russia. Said the client protesters glue themselves to the Porsche Museum but needed to go potty. Two bad staff simply left, turning off the heats and the lights rather than calling the police. Oh, they'll just call police the next day. <clears throat> so these guys are used to getting some media attention, getting the police, the paramedics out there with some heat guns, some glue be gone, and some scrapers. Not at the Porsche Museum. The Porsche Museum said, hey, we honor your desire to protest. We want you to have your moment. So we are going to step away and allow you to have your time. We're just going to turn off the electricity that we pay for. And one of them had to use the bathroom real about, bad, right? Climate change activists protesting industrial governments had a busy summer in Europe. A relentless outfit called Just Stop Oil in the UK has been creating disruptions so anywhere. We go, we go to electric cars. That's probably two to three dead kids out of the Congo that make each one of those batteries. Well, it's funny you say that because I'm looking at this photo of four of the people from Just Stop Oil. And you know what all four of them have on their feet, Gordon? Tennis That'd shoes with rubber soles. Huh? They're all wearing tennis shoes with rubber soles. Hmm. Hmm. I wonder where those are made. I wonder if they're... Clothing has any petroleum products in it. I wonder. No. If they're not wearing Toms. They're not wearing flip flops. They're not wearing canvas canvas sacks on their feet. One guy's got a nice pair of probably uh, some expensive glasses, you know. But anyhow, I digress. Anything made out of plastic comes from petroleum. Yeah. Yep. Just stop oil in the UK has created disruptions everywhere from major highways to the British Formula One Grand Prix and most recently. They threw tomato soups on a Van Gogh painting at the National Gallery in London across the channel. And the I'm sorry. Because that painting had everything in the world to do with it. Across the channel, yeah. And, you know, back in Van Gogh's day, we were just fucking burning shit down. You know, all the cars. I mean, if and you really want to do it, why don't you just throw a rotten tomato at it? Just, you know, let's go old school. Across the channel Gogh's. and the Tour de France. We all know what that is, but they... They won't explain it's the Tour de France cycling race. Oh, thank God. Was forced to pause during several stages by climate activists who glued themselves to the road. Wait a second. You're protesting an athletic event that's based on the form of transportation you prefer everybody to go to. 
Well, no, they were they were at uh, this particular time they were protesting over France's eastern border. A group called Scientist Rebellion took to the sticky route when nine members glued their hands to the floor. I'm sorry. Oh, uh, do 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 do. Activists glued themselves to the road over France's eastern border. Okay, so I'm different a story. Common thread here, and it's a little disturbing. This gluing thing. Yeah, because they can't be forced to leave. The media shows up, and the cops within you know they're gone within three or four hours. But over France's eastern border, a group called the Scientist Rebellion took the sticky route when nine members glued their hands to the floor of the Porsche Pavilion at Volkswagen's Auto Stout Museum in Wolfsburg on Tuesday. Yeah. The protesters had several requests for the VW Group CEO, Oliver Bloom, as listed in a Twitter thread about the event. Well, um, I know we're an uninvited guest who's actually kind of a nuisance as it glued themselves to the floor. However, I got some requests. We have demands. Because we wouldn't be protesters if we didn't have demands. Among them, support for capping the maximum speed on German highways to 100 kilometers, 62 miles per hour. No, so they don't, they're not a fan of They're the not Autobahn. a fan of the Autobahn. Hastings VWs move, I'm sorry, um, 62 uh, kilometers an hour. Hastings Volkswagens move to lower its carbon emissions, canceling the debt and interest payments. So how I'm wondering when they were on their way there, if they happened to be on the Autobahn, if they only stayed at 62 miles an hour. No, probably not. Yeah. They probably rode their bikes. Hastings VWs move to lower its carbon emissions, canceling the debt. And interest payments owed to VW by Global South and pressure the government to comply with our demands. Such protests are happening all over. And my demands to be met. Mm -hmm. They demand the demands to be met. Such protests are happening all over that there's now a standard back and forth. A group disrupts traffic, makes a scene, authorities are called in. Oh, here we go again. Almost indefinitely, the media show up, capturing the ruckus as protesters are unglued and unchained and coaxed down. The autostrophs in Volkswagen, Germany, amongst Wolfsburg factory complex, with an immense glass storage tower, suffered complete vehicle, I'm sorry, tower shuffling completed vehicles awaiting delivery in the pavilions of Audi's seat. Lamborghini and Porsche. This should have made the perfect place for back and forth, a magnet for police and intervention in media. Instead, those silly crowds weren't playing the game. Staff at the VW Museum ignored the playbook. Instead of calling the Wolfsburg police, immediately staff recognized the right to protest. We're here for you. We recognize your right to protest. Then they simply closed the pavilion for the evening and left turning off the lights and the heat as they walked away. Probably shuffled and laughed. I would have loved to have been in that group. Oh, they probably went to the bar. The UK Outlets Express, likely sick of it happening on its own shores and not inclined to be charitable, wrote that the protesters, quote, pled for uh, medical treatment because their hands were sore and they moaned that they couldn't use the toilet. So we need emergency assistance stat because our hands hurt. I glued myself to the floor in protest, but my hands hurt, and I can't use the toilet. I didn't know. I did not end the piece so bad. The paper, the UK Express, who has been labeled as being tired of this nonsense, interviewed one protester who said that, quote, the staff refused our request to provide us with a bowl to urinate and to defecate in in a discreet manner 
while we are glued yourself to the floor like animals and we can't oh here's the best part (laughs) so you're nine people you got this nine times you got this great idea we're going to go to the volkswagen museum we're going to glue ourselves around some of the most fancy porsches on there cops are going to show up just because i where does the term niner come from and why do they use it 49ers no niner when you're talking on the radio especially a military i don't know it is because of the Germans, especially now that they are part of NATO. You say Niner, so you don't get confused with no. Gotcha. Same reason they don't say four over the radio. It's one, two, three, five. Because back when you had shooting communications, four sound awful lot like fire. You don't want people shooting when they're not supposed to. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so anyhow, back to Germany. Mm-hmm. Um. So not only were they mad because... The assholes at Porsche left them to do their thing. Their hands hurt and they had to tinkle potty. Apparently. In an uncompromising position we put ourselves in. Apparently, Gordon, they had some grumblies in their tumblies. Oh. Should have had that fucking nasty ass microwave burrito. No. They wanted that microwave burrito because they refused our request. We already talked about the toilet bowls, right? Yep. Yep. And they couldn't order their food. So not only did their hands hurt, dare not only did the of Museum Porsche of Porsche not allow these guys to order their food, not provide them with a discreet way to urinate and defecate in front of one another. I guess they wanted like a, a toilet, a bucket and a tent brought in. But since everybody left, no one was there to take food orders. What kind of, what kind of group of fucking elitist assholes are these protesters? Let's be honest. Uh, we can't order our food, and we must well, use brilliance in the staff because if they did give a bowl, that waste could end up on their cars. If they did order food, cars could be kind of grossed out and mucked up by that. So here's the full complaint. Okay. They, the paper interviewed one protester who said to the staff, quote, they refused our request to provide us with a bowl to urinate and to defecate in, in a discreet manner while we are glued, and we can't order our food. This part don't make sense, but maybe it's lost in translation. We can't order our food. We must use the one provided by Volkswagen. Not exactly sure what that means. There's something that had been lost in translation. Um, the lights were turned off. Random, <laughs> random unannounced checks by security guards with bright torches. So their last complaint was while they were glued there in the dark with no heat, having to pee, they were some constantly being... Some guy shows up with a flaming torch that's real bright. No, some guy... Right. I know it's a flashlight. They're annoyed by the fact that the security guards have the audacity to come with their mag lights and check up on <laughs> Especially if they hit the, um, you know, the, the strobe setting that even the cheap ones have these days. Mm-hmm. Now, Autoblogger is going to call out the Express a little bit. What the Express left out was the reason it could interview a protester was because he had been removed over the potential medical issue and was being held by police. The remaining eight protesters, along with six scientific rebellion members who weren't glued, stayed in place through the night until Friday morning. The most recent post on the outfit. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Yep. Hold on. Hold, yep. hold on. Mm-hmm. So these... Very brilliant young people who have glued themselves to the floor were complaining that they couldn't get a bowl mm-hmm. to defecate or piss in or mm-hmm. get food that they wanted, but yet they're with six people who ain't glued to shit. Hey, mate, if right? I bring you a bucket, we're essentially giving up. We got to man the line. We got to hold our positions. But 
But you want them to bring you the bucket. Is that so they look like they're submitting to your demands? And the fact that the protocol is to glue yourself, get your picture taken, get popped off, arrested, turned out a day later, means that they're not concerned about their identity. Which that means, me which means one of those six people whose glue hands were not glued to the floor probably had a cell phone on them. Well, then again, the door was locked, so the you the French or the oh, German they shut off the Wi-Fi. The German Uber, the German Uber couldn't get their food in unless you crammed it through the mail slot. Not enough to have mail slots in the museum in Germany. That Uber pretty much sounded German anyway. Mm-hmm. It's got the umlauts, didn't it? So anyhow, the remaining eight protesters, along with six scientists rebellion members who weren't glued, stayed in place throughout the night until Friday morning. The most recent post on the Twitter page at the time writing said that the police had arrived in the morning, arrested everyone, according to the German outlet Welt. The police took action against the other activists on Friday. Criminal proceedings were initiated for trespassing, um, cohesion, and property damage. I'm sorry, coercion and property damage. I wonder that property damage was shitting on the floor. Same CEO Bloom didn't get a chance to swing by before then. And stay tuned for protests to start showing up with backpacks of food and toiletries and pails full of kitty litter. That's the editorial joke there. So, a couple things here. <laughs> Where do you unpack this? I want to unpack this as everything I've seen in the last three years, and then it probably a little a couple of years. Uh, it was building up slowly, and then all of a sudden, it hit full throttle into a fucking wall of stupid. Mm-hmm. When we were growing up, mm-hmm. and we'd watch TV, Dad's like, "That's not real. That shit don't happen that way." Mm-hmm. We learned real quick that most of everything you see on TV is bullshit and not real to the point where it actually pisses you off. <clears throat> Dad, mom, teach you, and maybe maybe I'm hitting on some subjects, uh, a couple things here that that are missing from these people's lives, but still, it seems like there's the, somebody smart enough around. Uh, the complete disconnect from freaking reality is what's amazing. I mean, my wife, where she works, they've been having people steal, you know, and, and it's a lot of times the answer is like. Why can't I take it? Mm-hmm. It's, what do you mean? Why can't you take it? Well, I mean, we've we used to see this and watch it with Glee on a fantastic little show in 2004 called Bait Car. <laughs> where I got the, the right to take this out of here without paying for it. Where the LAPD was continuously you know, being accused of tempting. Uh, what's the legal jargon people like to say? Oh, baiting and trap and trap people. By leaving cars with the keys in the ignition or on the seat on the streets of L.A. with the you, doors unlocked. You can't do this. You're entrapping my guy because he's now enticed by that automobile that doesn't have anybody in it. And, oh, my God, the keys are here it's unlocked. And so, so what do you expect him to do? And so if none of you have ever seen this treasure of a show, they had cameras sitting inside with, by the way, stickers. Because of legal reason, it is L.A. and it's a two-party town with stickers on the console saying, warning, all activity in this vehicle are being recorded. <laughs> And usually it's some 16 to 25-year-olds, both men, women of every L.A. County group taking these cars and then being completely shocked and saddened when the car ignition shuts off because, well, on star. Labels. Who reads labels? <laughs> and then the cops come in and arrest everybody for Grand Theft Auto. 
because people think, well, it's not locked up, it's not secure, clearly it's mine. And that's a big problem. And I've been enticed now to take it. You enticed it. See that uh, cell phone store robbery that came out of Huntington Beach where the dude had his hand on his CCWP the whole time? Dude was, which by the way. Which is tough to get in LA, by the way. Those phones can't be sold. Their serial numbers are listed as display models, but Cokehead Dipshit or Methhead go over there and he breaks the console off and steals the whole board of like seven iPhones on it. Whole time, homeboy's cameraman's behind somebody and the guy in front of plain clothes just has a hand on his hilt of his pistol just watching the guy. He's not going to pull on him unless the guy comes and tries to. And so the guy finally yanks it off and he walks off that way and the guy just falls him with his eyes with a hand on the gun and saying, I hope you can pay your rent now. And the guy just walks out and that was it. But he... He had himself secure, but um, he didn't get in trouble just because he had his hand on the hilt, did he? Because that is nah. California. Okay. Yeah, I'm. I'm well, sure. I don't know. They didn't cover that part in the two minute YouTube the TikTok video, but which brings me to another topic before we get to the news. This is a fun one. I was going to call you, but I was going to save it for the show because the way we are raised in this country to think that guns are bad, guns are bad, guns. Can you even buy a cap gun anymore? Oh, yeah, no, but it has yourself, to fucking gotta... be painted like bright orange with a tip. But anyhow, well, you, or you can find them at like Mexican flea markets, the old school style. Um, remember the first time you went, you carried your firearm in public. When the last time I was, the very first time you ever did. Yeah, and Concealed. it was open carry because I didn't have my CCW yet. Uh, so, so it's a little different for you. Well, I tell you, did you're you feel a little dirty? more nervous carrying it open for the did first time. you feel time. dirty? Did you feel naughty? But feel yes, like I think I know where you're with this. You feel like you're doing something bad? Be, being naughty? Because your whole life you're talking about, oh, guns in public are bad, okay? And so now here you are carrying a gun in public for the first time, and my case concealed. And in my case, I usually take my gun out of my area. I don't ever tell anybody where I carry my firearm, because, you know, the whole point of carrying a firearm is the element of fucking surprise. So I always position myself so that I can remove the firearm from my person so that while I'm in my vehicle, I'm riding in comfort. When I first did this, I'd be all concerned. I'd be like that ninth grader who smoked weed for the first time, all paranoid that everybody in the world's watching him. And, I'm and nobody gives a fuck. Trying to put my firearm, make sure no one sees it. Bubble. And after like the 15th time, you realize, huh, ain't a fucking person in this parking lot has situational awareness and no one gives two shits and a fuck what I'm doing. I could wave this thing above my head and no one would recognize they're it. They're just bitching that I backed into my spot for they're some too, stupid reason. They're too busy looking at their phones or whatever. And so, day before Christmas Eve, I'm standing in my local Publix and I, as you guys may or may not know, I had a TikTok that kind of went viral where people were highly annoyed by the fact that I pointed out that if you lived in Florida or you're new to living in Florida, that if you're concerned about firearms, anytime you leave your home in Florida for more than two hours, especially if you get a Publix, I can guarantee you're at least around one or two people with a fucking gun. You just don't ever know about it. People said I was talking dangerous, but whatever. So I'm waiting in line to get my pub sub. And we're talking about how cold it was. Brr, it's chilly. Get down to 40. Fuck, it's cold. And uh, she was like, yeah, I got friends up in uh, up north, man. They're freezing their ass off, too. I said, well, what about Washington, man? I said, you got 15,000 people without power. It's fucking snowing out there. She's like, it's crazy. People are shooting up substations. I was like, yeah. She's like, it scares me when I hear that people, they want people to walk around with guns. Meanwhile, I'm sitting there 
with a gun on my person, standing in Publix. Yeah, and, I know what you mean, man. And a guy next to me had just walked away, had a Keltac hat on. And she's a nice older lady. And I said, what are you talking I can't come out. So well, I got a gun on me. I was like, what are you talking about? I said, you work in Publix. You're around guns all day long. I said, people in and out of here. Well, it just makes me nervous, the idea of people with guns. And I'm thinking, well, does it make you feel more secure to know that there's respectable people with guns around in case the dickheads come in? Once again, I can't say I've got a gun. And it was just weird sitting there in front of a person well, I would like in, to ask in you Publix lady. while I have a firearm on me, her telling me how the idea of people walking around in public scares her to think that they have guns on them and that you, you know, people are encouraging is. other people to carry guns for protection. Then she ought to be more afraid of automobiles going down the road because I believe there was far more deaths on a, you know, per Especially here in fucking Cape Coral. But yeah, I just got a kick out of the fact that uh, while wearing a firearm, I had a conversation with a nice old if lady. If you only knew, lady. If yeah. you only knew. And once again, the guy who just walked away had a Keltec hat on. And I was looking at him trying to see if he was printing in the back. He had a shirt tucked in. I was like, I was looking for hard corners. <laughs> well, I don't see any hard corners. But anyhow, you ready for the news? Sure. News and Hard shit. Corners news and shit. Here's them Gordon with some news and shit. Yeah. <laughs> Real quick, I was running downtown one time, going over the Edison Bridge, and you got to run through some undesirable areas before they rebuilt the park, and it was full of homeless people we've have talked about previously. And as I'm walking, hey, where I'm staying is that an undesirable area? No, it's it's a good area. It's not too far from the area in which I'm talking about, but they've since rebuilt that whole area. Somebody bought out the park. They put in an amphitheater. There's an outdoor stage down there. They It's fucking beautiful prior to the hurricane. I haven't been under since. So anyhow, I, I'm i like three miles into it. I'm going over the bridge, and the Edison Bridge is a mile in each direction. Some guy and his wife are coming over. He's jogging. <laughs> Shirt's all wet. Right in the middle of his chest is an outline of a fucking pistol. Apparently, he had a fucking band around his chest and was concerned about his safety while running in the river district and had a pistol tucked in this band underneath. And so he had like the perfect dry silhouette of a pistol while the rest of his shirt is just fucking. I just, I just laugh and running by. He's like, oh boy, I can't wait to get in the car or you look in the fucking mirror or your wife stops and look at his. It's like, I mean, it's still a little damp, but you can see. It's a modern hypercolor shirt. You can see. See the, the the somewhat dry outline of his pistol he had tucked in like one of yeah, those. Yeah, it looks like you're rocking an SMP. It looked like one of those bands like you see, oh, you put this band around your belly and it'll help you sweat and lose weight. It looked like he put one of those up right below his tits and had oh, his pistol tucked right in there. Holster <laughs> I was just laughing. Like, like yeah, I can see your gun, dumbass. He's got a fucking <laughs> gasket on it. He just shoved it in there. Oh, yeah, it was pretty funny. But anyhow, back to new Gordon in the news. Poinciana, Florida. I think I said that Where right. Where is that? Poinciana. Poinciana. P-O-I-N-C-I-A-N-A. Poinciana, yeah, Florida. Good enough. Native American names. Two people in Florida were arrested after one of them made a 911 call in order to give the help with moving their belongings from the home they were burglarizing. Sound thought. Authorities. Same type of thing that would lead one to blow up four substations. The rub. Actually, I think those guys were just a little smarter than this one. Just, just a little. Maybe these were distant relatives to the white trash lady up in fucking uh, Pinellas County who stole the twenty nine thousand dollars and wrote checks to her mom. Deputies responded to a home Saturday after a nine one one call was made, but nobody spoke. According to the Polk County Sheriff's Office. 
Just at heavy the breathing. Home, the deputies concluded that nobody lived there, but they found a male suspect and his girlfriend inside the home after entering through an unlocked door. The doggy door. They just were too Ooh, embarrassed to say. Deputies have been searching for the male suspect after identifying him from security videos as a burglar at the Dollar General store. Because if you're going to burgle a store, it's got to be something as high quality and high priced as a Dollar General. Well, let's 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 pause and think about this for a second. We're making fun of the guys who shot the four substations and went. To oh, they're like freaking geniuses now. Well, maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe this guy is the head of the fucking class. And you just ain't looking through the right set of goggles, fella. So let's break this down. If it's a you know the special what the, class, what was okay, your yeah. what was your reasoning why the guys who did the substation job were dumb? Probably because uh, it had some influence of no. The first and which was right. Your first instinct was that's dumb because most businesses don't carry. Paper currency. Most of the transactions Correct. are done through debit. Now, with all that being said, out of any general store area, one may argue one whose demographic is of a lower financial institute, maybe people with bad credits and uh, overdrawn bank accounts. Those maybe type of people, podcast host. Those type of people, podcast hosts included, may be more likely to carry cash because they don't have an open bank account. So maybe this guy was smart thinking, hey, if I go to the Dollar General, there'll be more cash available for me to steal because less people have bank accounts and debit cards. Could very well be. Not to mention they're probably washed out and it's a zero net gain because the other half are on EBT. So I don't know. Just a thought. Well, while talking to deputies, the female suspect told them that she called 911 for the purpose of having law enforcement help them move their belongings from the house that they were uh, burglarizing. They also wanted to get a ride to the airport so they could spend a weekend in New York, according to the sheriffs. Again, disconnect, <laughs> complete, utter disconnect from reality. Something tells me if you're robbing a Dollar General, you can't afford that $125 plane ticket to New York. These are people who spend way too much time online, and they are totally just disconnected. Well, that that and let's pause again because you, you brought that up earlier, and I done plum forgot. I think that is a huge problem. Tunnel vision. And you know where I see this the most? Young teachers. Let's think okay. about this. They go elementary school to middle school mm-hmm. to high school to college, and then as soon as they graduate college, it may take a year off, but usually they don't. They go right back into the education. So essentially for their entire lives, they have never for any long period of time left the environment of being in people with at least the minimum age of 17 years old. So... They did 12 years, four so years of college. Psychologically restrains them a little at times. I'm saying months. that somebody who works in that environment, they're around kids their entire life because they went through school, then they went to college, and they went right back into the school system. Maybe that's why so many of these 20 year old chicks are fucking these 13 year old boys because in their mind, that's their peer group because they never left the environment. They were only in college for four years and they went right back in the fucking middle school and high school around the same people they just spent 12 years around prior to their college years. These are my people. I'm not justifying it, but if you think about it, I mean. No, I can see that. Kind of like, you know, people who spend all day, years and years and years on the internet, they end up gluing themselves to a Porsche dealership and demanding a bucket of shit and wonder why they can't get food. Because their parents have been tending to all their whims and needs and they think 
It's our and, world. And not telling them or ignoring them and not telling them that this shit's not real. Yep. At a young age, obviously, you don't need to be told. Well, in today's day and age, maybe you don't need to be told after, you know, six years old. I think this episode's good for at least six community guideline violations on YouTube. Tonight. Let's go for the freaking seven. Let's go for it. So uh, the deputies did help. This is the world's longest story out of Florida. Deputies did end up helping them with their belongings, and they Aww. did give them a ride. Right to the old evidence locker. But it wasn't to the airport. It was to the Polka Pokey. Polka Pokey. The Polk County Pokey? According to the sheriff. Oh, the sheriff's office was trying to be snarky. Mm-hmm. I don't like no, sheriffs who want to spend all their time in front of a camera working on their political careers. Well, I don't this, is a, this was a, a um, Facebook post. Like our sheriff who posts photos of people arresting him. These guys are currently in the blah, blah, blah hotel named after himself. And Oh, the showboater? Our old sheriff, Scott, was that way. Anytime there's a fucking camera and a microphone around, he was the, in front of it. I better not say that. Is he um of a Mediterranean descent? The new one? Yes. Okay. Scott was the one who got in trouble for introducing Sarah Palin in a sheriff's uniform when she came to town back and when she was running for uh, hey, vice wrong? president. Oh, because it's because yeah, yeah, he it's was at a partisan rally in his work uniform. If he was in his civvies, they wouldn't have cared. But he was in his Lee County uniform, and because you know he can't stay with the goddamn camera. Coming out of Cape Coral, Canaveral, Florida. Cape Canaveral, low, or Cape there Coral. There is a low threat, but heads up. Old NASA satellite is falling out of the sky this weekend. Yeah, we'll be all right. Be all I right. hope they're not late on this story. Um, a 38-year-old retired NASA satellite is about to fall from the sky. Yeah. NASA said Friday the chances of the wreckage falling on anybody is, well, it's, it's pretty low. Very low. Most of the 4,500-pound uh, satellite will burn up upon reentry, according to NASA, but some pieces are expected to survive. I hope I find one so I can sell it on eBay. Space Agency put the odds of injury from falling from debris at 1 in 9,400, which is <laughs> way better odds than playing any lottery. Yeah, there's more than so 9,000 people the, in Florida. The sky dunk lottery. Just hopefully didn't dunk you in the nugget. The science satellite is expected to come down Sunday night, given give or take a plus or minus 17 hours, according to the Defense Department. Could you imagine being somebody who survived Hurricane Ian? You just got a brand new roof put on your house after fighting your insurance company and getting that claim and getting on a waiting list and find people from roofing company come out and put a new roof on and Sunday rolls around and you get a fucking satellite in your fucking living room. Ah, son of a bitch. You almost lost everything. You finally rebuilt, and it comes through, and it just burns out in the place. I thought that scene from Donnie Darko was bad when the jet engine fell through the bedroom. This would be a lot worse. Yep. Uh, the California-based Aerospace Corporation, however, is targeting Monday morning giving or taking 13 hours, so they think yeah. they've got a better... I'm sure there's some, some wagers going on here. Well, this is the same group of scientists who call, you know, a meteor traveling past earth at 4 million miles a close call <laughs> well if we only realize how big space really was you, you, you could see it it's, it's amazing but anyway they're tracking uh, this passing over Africa, Asia and the Middle East it would be weird if it landed on Russia uh, and where the most areas of North and South America Which it won't because that's not discussed the Earth Radiations Budget Satellite known as the Earth Radiation Budget Satellite they didn't come up with a cute acronym. 
They don't huh? come with like a cute acronym. Usually they love their acronyms or their I abbreviations. Was on my way or ERBS. Thank you. Herbs. 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 <laughs> was launched in 1984 above the space shuttle. Ah, he's still shuttle a baby. Challenger. He's a fucking millennial. One of the last flights. He's a millennial. He's fine. He'll be all right. Although the expected work life uh, was two years, the satellite kept making ozone and other as- atmospheric measurements until its retirement in 2005. One thing I will give NASA, their shit seems to be lasting two times plus longer than what they predict. Well, that's because they don't have the budget money Aim anymore, so they got to make shit last. And look like heroes. They no longer get that unlimited budget. How long is that going to last? Ten years, we'll say two. Mm-hmm. Make us look good. Well, to be, uh, to be fair to them, back in the day, the technology was changing so quickly. Now they can get away with... Well, that's what I heard. I heard that the Mars shit we sent to Mars, like the... Because how long it took to get there, it's so it's so out of date now. Yeah. Eh, push a firmware update. Uh, it'll get there in 20 years. It's 270p picture at the best. Yeah, we'll send um, a firmware. It'll be there in 10 years. Send a firmware update. It'll be all right. So this particular satellite did get a special send-off from Challenger, America's first woman in space, one Sally Ride, if you remember, releasing the satellite into orbit using the shuttle's robot arm. Now, did you say the first female in space or the first female in orbit? First woman in space. America's first woman in space. I think Stan and Haney pointed out. I know they say out, that there may be a, a dead Russian female astronaut from Sputnik floating around I there I think Stan and Haney pointed out that she just barely left orbit and then came right back. <laughs> she didn't spend no, any pronounced money. No, that was Jeff Bezos. Oh, him um, too. And, and Richard Branson. That's why Elon didn't go. He's waiting to actually get to space, I think. Although his is going to be a one-way trip. He's I was going to say, he's back. waiting for his landing pad, his fucking his living quarters to be complete and get the fuck off this rock. <laughs> I thought you were going to say he's waiting for his mothership to return and pick yeah, him too. up. Um, New York City Mayor Eric Adams. The... Which I thought he was a little more better. He was pro 2A. He was an ex-cop, wasn't he? The ex-cop, yes. Well, he got ticketed. Good. For rats in his Brooklyn home. Rats under the dishes. Rats under the dishes. After the Democratic mayor appeared remotely before the hearing officer on December the 6th. Be fair to him. He has three other houses. In order to get his $300 summons for rats, rats at his property dismissed. Over the dishes. So say you're the judge. Rats. Next case. New York City versus... One Eric Adams, and it's the mayor. It depends. Are you a Republican judge? You gonna let me off of this? Come on. Are you a Democratic you judge who's yesterday. upset that your your guy didn't win? A rat burrow was observed along the ledge of the fence line. That's like front. a punk bar, ain't right. it? The rat burrow. To the inspector. I think I saw. I think I, I saw don't a deer think we either. Have rat inspectors out here, and we probably should. Fresh rat droppings were reserved in the front garbage bins in the yard. As they should at be. At front right. So apparently if you have rats and they're rats. leaving evidence, you can get a ticket. You're not taking yeah. care of it. So plague According to Adams, he said it's not true. I have a camera at the house. I look back at the date. Those are guinea pigs. How many of our dates are actually right? I can't even keep the date, the time right on my freaking Lorex for some reason. I had a DVR that the CMOS battery died on. Mm-hmm. In the factory time when it lost power, went back to 1972. Oh, dear Lord. 
problem is that the recordings would only go back to 2001. And so when the recording was dated 1972, it couldn't go back that far. Why anybody would make a DVR with a firmware that would default to 1972, especially after Y2K, the world may never know. Right. Yeah, we just put a, it's not a birth year, dude. <laughs> you know. Well, what anyway, you got to yeah. do is you got to see what time it is now. See what time it is on $7,000 in rat mitigation, and he's not going to pay this 300 to the city. No, so do what I say, not as I do. I think if he doesn't pay that, everybody in New York City who gets a rat bill should say, hey, the mayor said don't pay it. He's a rat bastard. New Delhi. He's a not old Delhi. Not a place you get a sandwich. Istanbul, not Constantinople. Indian police have arrested an unruly airline passenger firing, fire, following, sorry about that, <clears throat> a complaint by a woman. I would assume it's Are you not talking about a birthing person? What's that? Are you talking about a birthing person? I'm about to find out. I haven't read the whole you story. You said a yet. woman. I said a birthing this person. News all of us. You're not a woman. You're you're a birthing person. Complaint by a woman birthing person. on Air India flight from New York that had urinated on her business class. Some people pay extra for that. Urinated on her in business class. One, Shankar <clears throat> Mishara. There you go, fast and hard. Was picked up by police in the southern city of Bengaluru. There you go. And brought to the Indian capital on Sunday. New Delhi police spokesman Samoan Lava stated that Sunday, Nalva declined to say whether Mishra told investigators. You can just the change the names for the, you know, to protect the innocent if you want. Let's do dragnet rules. Let's just change the name to protect the innocent. Yes. Sheila and Tina. <laughs> the Times of India re- newspaper cited Mike saying go. that he was drunk and could not leave. Believe what he had done. According to New Delhi court, they sent him to prison for 14 days as police investigated a complaint accusing Michael of outraging a mo- the modesty of a woman during a New York to New Delhi flight. If convicted, he faces three years in prison. Is there a seating chart for this arrangement by any chance? Everybody moves around, so it doesn't matter. Because I'm confused. How close was this woman sitting to this man? that if he were to urinate with his equipment still holstered, that it would get on her? Or did the man unholster his equipment and arc that shit over the back of the seat? Witnesses everywhere. Did he arc it and go over the back of the seat? And then everybody wants to mind their own business so bad they don't even... Not even come a, up as a witness. Not even a single TikTok. I don't video. want to get involved with this. It's going to take too much fucking time. I see nothing. Because seriously, though, I mean, even if you're sitting next to a person who urinates themselves while their gear is still holstered, how does that get on you? Maybe on your long dress, perhaps. But unless he, excuse me, while I whip this out, pulled out his equipment and then started right. um, going with the gun vernacular, flagging the range. <laughs> how, how does he urinate on this poor innocent bystander? It's, it See, has to be on purpose. Journalism's dead. Other, other, otherwise, yeah. these questions would have been answered. I shouldn't have to ask. Yes, them they were, and the I'm story. actually not going to get any further into this. I, I made you made me think, though. I maybe I made myself think that, with the whole comment of you know everybody is too into themselves. They don't want to get you know 
um, delayed or whatever inconvenience. So mm-hmm. they just kind of ignore the situation. Cause they know anything. if they call the police, they're going to sit on the fucking plane well, right, for an right, hour. Right, right. Well, that what I'm getting at is this has happened to me a couple of times out here. One was over here, right by Southern Hills hospital. Uh, I come upon a fresh accident scene. Oh boy. I did not stop. Good for you. There appeared to be plenty of help there already. Good for you. Doing your civic duty, not stopping because fuck the lawyers. I made the horrible mistake. And there was already four or five people there. I made the horrible mistake one time while driving to a customer's (laughs) office, driving down the street, and there was a car in front of me. It was a home massage therapist, and she drove through the red light, at which point I verbally said, oh, fuck, she ran through the red light, at which point she got T-boned by an old couple. I pulled into the security it was hotter than shit out there sweating my ass off, writing a police report. Security, you gotta move your van. Oh, fuck you. Move my van out of their driveway. Fill out the police report. Yeah, she ran the red light. How do you know she ran the red light? Because I literally said, oh, fuck, she ran the red light and got T-bone. Go about my business. Two years later. Now, did you have a video recording of this too? No. Two years later, I get subpoenaed. And called down there, much like an episode of Alice's Restaurant. You got the lady who got hit, and then the lady who did the hitting. The lady got hit, turned out to be 80 years old, with a full Cadillac full of senior citizens. Oh, shit. And the lawyer of the person who did the hitting and the running of the red light, I'm sorry, the woman who ran the red light and got hit, even though it was her fault, came at me as if me... And the Cadillac full of olds had some conspiracy to defraud people out of insurance money. Did you look at him and say, that sounds absolutely ridiculous. Wanted to Why know. Would anybody want to put a car full of old people in harm's way, much less themselves? Wanted to know the distance at which the brake lights came on and traveled through the red light. Wanted to know how I knew she ran a red light, to which I said, because I verbally said out loud, holy fuck, she just ran a red light. <laughs> that was your quote on in, in the court? <laughs> well, it was mediation, but yes. And came at me with questions. The only reason he had answers to is because he sent the fucking paralegal out there with a fucking measuring wheel to measure these distances two years earlier. Was it raining that day? No, it wasn't. It was hot. How do you know it was hot? Because I remember distinctively standing out in the hot fucking sun, sweating my ass off, filling off the police report until the security guard came and asked me to move my fucking van because I was blocking their driveway and then I had to come back and by the time I got to the job, I was covered in fucking sweat. Long story short, by the time this thing was over, the lawyer of the old folk looked at me and said, I bet you will never file a police report again and be a witness to an accident. And I said, you're fucking damn right I won't. And I left. My current boss made mistake of witnessing an accident and filled out a police report and dealt with similar issues. And so this yesterday morning, he said, boy, school's back in service. And I said, yes, it is. How do you know? He said, because there was an accident right at the fucking Del Prado. I was pulling off my street. I said, did you stop and follow the report? He said, fuck no. I said, good for you. Because the insurance, not the insurance, the lawyers, the lawyers are fucking pricks. And they're the reason why people don't do they're the civic duty. They're every way in the world to get their shitty client who caused the accident uh, off. That's all they're doing. I'm going to be discreet. I know somebody. Are you a Saul Goodman, sir? Are you Saul Goodman? Because this is some. This ain't Saul Goodman's way better than this. Are you hearing the words that's coming out of your mouth? I know somebody. That's the way I'd be, and I'd probably get in trouble. So I know somebody, a young cat, who nudged somebody in a parking lot. <laughs> Had barely a scratch on their vehicle. 
Did they nudge a nudge? And police forms were filled out. Faults were admitted to. People went across their room about their day. A few months later, this person gets a letter that they're being sued for all these damages because this person can't walk. Even though there was no damage to the car because he was doing about two and a half miles per hour. Now this person didn't And for those of you who don't know, the bumper on a car is rated for five. The damage to the car was so minute that when the insurance guy came out to look at it, he couldn't determine the damage from the accident versus the fucking scraping from the roofing tile from hurricane damage. And he had to ask, is that hurricane damage? He's like, no, that's accident damage. He's like, there's nothing there. He said, exactly. What they found out is uh, because they weren't one to be trifled with. This person has a history of lawsuits. Uh, I was flipping Jimmy. Now this person who has to go to a chiropractor because they're so fucked up from this accident at two and a half miles an hour has a very nice long entry on Yelp at her favorite chiropractor from eight years ago. <laughs> so this woman basically goes to chiropractor because she enjoys it and then involves herself in occasional accidents so she can get someone else to flip the bill. So long story short, I think she's going to be surprised when she finds out that this one's not going to yeah, get Yeah, you see we got what we call a history here. Mm-hmm. Oh no! Yeah, but when when you're claiming one of those are somebody else's fault, that wasn't on me. When you're claiming you're damn near crippled from an accident, that the damage of the car that allegedly perpetrated the issue, my dog probably is hard to determine between that and the scratches caused by roofing material from a hurricane. Yeah, but anyhow, is that it for the news? That is all I have to say. That's going to wrap it up for this episode of the What's In Your Head podcast. Five years going strong. We want to thank everybody for your continued support. And you want to support the show, you can do it in two ways. One, for free. You can just tell people to listen to our show. That would be great. Or two, you can go to whatsinyourhead.com or d-410.com. Click on that Patreon link. Like and subscribe. Sign up. It only costs you a dollar a month. There's two other plans, but we won't go down that road. A dollar a month is all we're looking for. And that will go a long way to support what we're doing. And as we said earlier about the YouTube stuff, you want to head over to d-410.com or whatsinyourhead.com, click on that YouTube channel, sign up, subscribe, and you can help support the show that way through helping us get money through advertising, and that won't cost you a dollar either. But anyhow, thank you guys so much, um, and uh, we will talk to you all next week. This has been a Digital 410 production. (laughs) 